This week's episode is brought to you by Force of the Ocean, the only sponsorship so far on Nexus at Night that is actually real. Uh, it is a blog on forceoftheocean.wordpress.com, and it is written, mostly, by Commander Jaime, or as you may know him on YouTube, one who gets crits, Commander Jaime. In the future, we will also be seeing articles and voice recordings from people like me, Atlas, of Nexus at Night, and many others. Force of the Ocean. As if that didn't sound rapey enough. Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night. I'm Atlas. And I'm Matt. I'm back. Yeah. And uh, we, we, uh, we are finally getting around to the episode that uh, our Patreon supporter um, suggested. So for those of you who don't know, we have a Patreon, and you can get a bunch of different uh, rewards for supporting us and donating to us. And one of the rewards is you can pitch us an idea for a podcast that we will do, and that's what we're doing for this one. So Exactly. Um, It also, like, the higher amounts tie into the Nexus Core YouTube channel, which I'm guessing if you listen to this, you also watch the channel, but maybe you don't. So go ahead and check that out. Uh, So what is the topic for today, Gabe? Um, We're talking about hype and how whenever something is revealed, uh, usually the secondhand community rank rams up the value of related cards to usually obscene degrees because um that deck is getting some form of support yeah um we also kind of touched on this a little bit in our secondary market episode and uh that was before we got like a permanent cast so i I forgot who was on that one besides me but uh it was kind of related um so what exactly do we say aside from yes this is what happens (laughs) Um, I think we can just talk about, like, why maybe it's because people like the money. Maybe it's because people legitimately think the duck will get more support. Like, one of my favorite example is at the beginning of GBTO8. Um, what was it? Arboros got a stride leaked, and Arboros cards were hyped. Like, the Arboros Tripler was hyped up for, like, $15, $20, and that support just ended up being complete and utter garbage. What a shame. Mm-hmm. Isn't that your favorite deck, too? It is, yeah. but I don't really care because it got support back, which I just didn't expect, so I'm still happy. But objectively, the support is garbage, and, our, and Sephiroth didn't need to be a $15 triple R. Yeah. Um, what, what's important to note is that nine times out of ten, the, the hype just kind of deflates when we either get the full effect of the card, or, uh, you know, e- either that or just over time due to like when people test it out and then realize, oh, this isn't as good as we thought, and then it goes down. Um, Like, for example, when they revealed the picture for the new Genesis Grade 3 that we don't know the full effect of Amaruda, um, people are like, oh, shit, that looks like Artemis. So the the ride chain for, like, the original shitty Genesis ride chain jumped up, like, a bunch. I forgot the exact amount. Um and then once we realized, oh, it's just a chick with a bow and arrow, it's not actually Artemis, then it drops <laughs> back down again. But I think that also plays into how obscene hype is, because just because a new card looked kind of like an old one, it got the old ones was just became worth money. Yeah. For no that's just like a dumb reason. 
I mean, that that gets into a deeper discussion about like how economics works with like scarcity and shit like that. But um, what does bother me is that inevitably, like the people you talk to in your you know local area are probably the people like us who are like, why is this happening? But somewhere out there, there is a person who goes, oh shit, that looks like this. This is gonna get support, and then they go to TCG Player or whoever, whatever, buy out all the copies at you know whatever dirt cheap price it is. Then, when someone else goes, huh, maybe this is going to happen, they go into DCG Player, notice all of the copies of the card are gone, and then they're like, oh my god, it's gone, it's actually happening. And then when that same, the, you know, person number one put, you know, relists it at an obscenely high price, the second someone buys that, that's the new price of the card. Unfortunately. Yep. Yeah, it, and I, what I think is just kind of funny about it, though, is that, like, this has been a thing for at least a year or two, and everybody knows and acknowledges it, and, like, every time something gets hyped, like, there's, like, dozens of posts on it online where somebody's saying, I'm not going to pay this price, but it still happens. Yeah, like, and, like memes and people everything. Aren't, yeah. People aren't paying hype prices, but stuff still gets hyped, and I just think it's kind of funny, and it uh, gets to the heart at, to why this community gets... um black cancerous even more mm-hmm. i don't know it's, it's just... like everyone's trying to make everyone's somebody everyone's trying to screw somebody for like a little extra profit yeah. i mean mm. i can i can go for a long time complaining about capitalism but let's not do that <laughs> i mean we could educate people on why uh socialism and communism are better and we should you know upheave that this entire structure we got i think that would be a great use of our time i'm honestly right, so... Nexus at night, the communist pod, uh, podcast comrade. Uh, we we would totally get blacklisted if this was 1957. Anyway, sorry. I mean, everyone Honestly, was blacklisted in 1957. For that, have you like, seen? Have you seen the president? We're gonna get blacklisted now. Yeah. True. Um. I love how this just got political. It's great. I, don't, I mean, like, what else are we going to talk about? Because, like, like the, the podcast I mean, topic given to us was something we already kind of sort of covered-ish. Mm-hmm. I mean... Well, so, yeah. I think we should talk about some examples of this happening. Let's, like, let's try to come up with, like, really stupid early examples of people thinking a card looks like something else. And um, I think the first one that comes up that, that I at least I remember is... Um, what was that guy's name? Chrome Jailer. Chrome Jailer. Oh, when he was ooh, first that spoiled, me. that hurt me. When he was first spoiled, everyone was like, "Oh, it kind of looks like Spectral Duke." And you can go back and look at the art, and it does, in fact, kind of look like Spectral Duke, right? But it wasn't. Everyone thought, but when it, the art was shown, everyone thought it was like a cross ride or something for Duke. Yeah. Because you know, it was a time when everyone was getting cross rides. You know, we looked cool. We didn't know what he was gonna do, and then it. It was just Persona Lost yeah. that had like a similar effect to Duke. Well, similar, similar effect to the Duke ride chain. It didn't even. I mean, it had one thing which was like on hit counter blast one checked up four. Like it was like Persona Blast called to it. I don't yeah, know it was like it, it was like the ride chain of fucking Spectral Duke, but that was like the closest thing. Yeah, and also it was just terrible. It yeah. was just it was just a bad card. It and did Duke see was... a little bit of play, but like. It was not what everyone thought it was going to be. I think people did it. Good. Yeah, I, I I think people did it just because they wanted it to be that. Like people played it 
because like they're like this looks like spectral dude i want it to be that as opposed to what was the best option at that point pelinor uh uh well before that everyone was playing duke before that it was duke and then we got platinazzle yeah it was oh, duke right. pelinor for a long time or something like that yeah okay and then, and then and then or azul pelinor or something stupid and then Helmer was teched into everything because all gold paladin superior called during battle phase. Yeah. Yeah. So it was ba- it was super free just to have Pelinor in your deck. Um, but once Platina Ezel came out, Ezel was just better. Like, actually, Ezel, Ezel. Actually, back on the Pelinor thing, I do actually want to get into that because when at in BTO two GBTO two when all these clans were getting like promos. Golds got their stride from BTO3 early, which was on hit, check top five, call something with 2k. Because of that card, Pelinor got hyped, even though it wasn't even like really that good. Because you remember, you don't have a stride skill anymore. You are on a 10k base that has like a shitty limit break you're not going to use, and a 10k attack against an 11k base. So you don't even, you're an inherent one to pass for a plus one that will just mm-hmm. def- that would just will hurt you in the long run but pelinor was still hyped and pelinor was like 15 20 dollars for some time i mean probably just because people are like oh shit i can do five drive checks um but that doesn't mean it's good yeah i think sweep command could do five drive checks that doesn't make sweep command type my, ro- my roommate's playing around with that he's trying to like uh tell him to stop i i with, with gold powder or sweep command no, it was sweep command yeah. Tell him to stop. Hi, Mike. Sweep, um, sweep command won't matter until we get electric shaper. It won't matter even now. Because but, brake riding but, is just not worth it. It's too That's very like, true. It's more expensive than any stride. Like That's very true, but also for our community, sweep um um electric shaper became a huge meme. So it's fine. It's okay if sweep command gets support in electric shaper. I mean, the the only way that brake rides ever have any utility is if you can do it e- either like if it doesn't interrupt stride or the stride gets you the break ride, for example, um, vert, well, not vert, um, oh no, sun, sunshine vert, right? Where you sunshine bear and sunblock luger. Yeah. Those two. And then also the, um, like in like back with seven seas before night rose became broken where you could, where you would run plegaton and, you know, uh, you know, night mist. So you can break ride from drop, get stuff and then stride on top of it. Where like that didn't interrupt anything. I used to do that anyway. Um... <sighs> but um, actually, back on the art thing with Chrome Jailer, one yeah. thing I did want to point out was there was the first thing that I forgot. I actually, forgot about the Chrome Jailer thing. But there was one time where the one time I was thinking of where, funnily enough, it, it did turn out true because of the art was when. Gauntlet Buster got support in GBTO five. They released the art for Finish Blow. They were like, we were like, yo, that looks like Gauntlet Buster before we even knew it was an Eradicator. Yeah, and it got Gauntlet got hyped, but then it did turn out to be an Eradicator. That's funny. So that was that was fun. That was a good time for all of us. Yeah, but like the how come does this happen in other card game communities? Yes. Really? Like just with the picture? I understand hype does, but like okay, pic- picture. I don't think I don't know about picture. Um, I think it does in buddy fights. I haven't like I'm not super into. Um, 
I can't really say for sure, but I think it does. In Yu-Gi-Oh! stuff is definitely hyped, but I don't think to, like, the picture degree of Vanguard. Okay. Matt, what about Magic and uh, anything else? Uh, things do get hyped in Magic occasionally, but unless it, like, consistently tops or, like, a strong player is playing it, uh, things don't usually um, get really expensive. So like, just... if somebody just po- if somebody like five O's an online league with a deck list, nobody's gonna care unless it happens multiple times. Okay, so unless okay. the person is like a known player and like it's a deck that people actually think is good. So it's it seems like hype happens when you can like you know walk the walk so to speak, as opposed to no. Like... Uh, if for standard, yes. For modern, things get hyped for literally no reason. Okay. At least that's partially reasonable for in, from their defense. Like partially. somebody, somebody will just build a deck that's like a variant on an already other on another deck that's like has like a lot of issues, and people will just like immediately buy them out. Or like back when Travis Wu was still relevant, and uh, he's not really relevant now, but uh, uh, like every time he'd build a deck, all the cards would just get sold out. That's crazy. So, yeah. so it's like celebrity endorsement, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we kind of did that a little bit with Dungaree, where a- after that whole video came out where, you know, Richard, like, shrouded Dungaree's image, and then people watched it, and it turned into this, like, kind of half a meme. You'd go on TCG, play, and, like, it was sold out for a day. I was like, really? Come on. The SPs are still bought out. It's great. That is amazing. I don't know that, that that you know how like you talk to people like how do you know when you made it when well, we turned Dundry into a meme that's how I know we made oh it. damn it the SPs are still there never mind ah oh, fuck Rip. okay never mind. you so, lied to us I mean this was it was the truth for some effort at some point in time I mean the, it's this, an alternative fact this happened like a month and a half ago so you know you can't expect it to stay sold out forever right yeah people are gonna realize that the deck's um actually amazing eventually. Hey, it's amazing with the new fucking GP8 bind everything from your opponents dropping for each well, card. Also, oh, don't also even get me bound, started the on cards the... you bind with Dungaree. Uh, add to the two, add, give two K to field per. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, it's because amazing. That's, that's what Dungaree confirmed. Broken boys. Yeah, don't even get me started on this GP8 because like uh, a friend of ours uh, at school, he plays Vanquisher and he started proxying the GP8 and uh, Impede Dragon, the new Stride. Oh my, okay. This... He this was, guy. He was able to get it out third stride three games out of three. And both times... Did he, sack, did he just sack drawing into heels or something? Yeah. and uh, Dude, one game he, like, double impeded yeah. and then, like, tried to G-guard again. He was like, wait, I can't G-guard. Like, how many games have you gone, wait, I've used all my G-guards? Really does not happen much. Um, but, yeah. Actually, so, like, I don't know, it... it I, I'm kind of scared of Narukami now because both t- like two two out of the three games when he did the Impede Dragon thing he had Chain Bolt and he was on Vanquisher so uh, because it kills things twice Chain Bolt and Vanquisher both get you know pl- uh, like give five K to Vanguard so he was a twenty one K base in addition to being Impede Dragon you're like Ugh. well I think isn't Chain Bolt once per turn he had two of them. Oh, yeah. gross. So that's yeah. 4k plus the 5 from Vanquishers? Or uh, plus the 3. It's 3 with Vanquishers. So 3 and 2. Oh, three but, and two. oh but it's not. The Vanquisher's not once per turn. No, it is not. That's absolutely revolting. Yeah. It's whack to do. He's like, I have 3 crit and I'm a 21k base. And I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> yeah. Sounds real good. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, 
it seems another thing that actually this is probably a good segue. One thing that seems to be immune to hype, for the most part, is fighters collection stuff. Um, yeah, even if it's incredibly game changing. Um, right. I disagree I... with that though. Explain. Um, the Blade Wing thing was like fifteen to twenty. The Seven Seas thing was fifteen to twenty. All right, in Blade Wing's defense, uh, that deck actually did something in Japan. Yeah, and also that that was long after the set had been released. That was due to time, not so much like mm-hmm. the you know it come out it had come out that week, and all the things were fifteen to twenty. That's probably that, what we're talking about. Hype. I thought we were talking about like cards, oh, why, like around, just cards, cards around it. So like Blade Wings was hyped when Blade Wings support was revealed. Um, I think Cecilia was hyped when it got a stride, and Cecilia still hasn't gotten support yet. Um. Words? I don't know. That's that's that. Again, like I don't really know what else to, you know, go into about this. You know, um, you know what? So, the, if we want to talk about just why cards get expensive, I think was the was the original topic, right? Yeah, I think so. Probably. So there there are a few things that I have in mind that like why cards get expensive. So we already talked about the one is like cards that look similar to it getting spoiled. Yeah. Uh, so this is like I think like the the first the first like level like the first time cards get uh, cards get expensive, like yeah. so we talked about um, Artemis we talked about an older example with Chrome Jailer but I mean Spectral Duke was already expensive at that time there was like no reason for him to get more expensive yeah um but I think the kind of the second thing that makes cards more expensive is new support like not even new support that looks like it just necessary cards for decks. And the decks get new support. Like, give me some examples. So, like, uh, let's look at Aerial Divine Knight Altmile. Yeah. The card was already, like, 20 bucks for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when the IG Legend deck started getting spoiled, it's, like, what, 40 now? It's been yeah. 40 before the Legend deck. Oh, uh, well, when the Legend deck was announced, right? It was before, because it was it's because of Sangard. It was, it's been 40 for, like, a, like two, three months. Oh, uh, okay. I, 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 that was a bad example, then. Um, okay. No, but, like, even then, Sangard spiked up a... a objective like an unrelated card but a splashable card nonetheless to forty dollars so it's not super unrelated mm-hmm. um fucking i think dream spinning asha is like twenty to thirty dollars and it has literally no meta relevance whatsoever you can at least make the argument that um aerial alt mile is meta with sanctuary guard right but then you have just dream spinning asha neonectar not really doing anything it's a twenty three dollar triple R that's more expensive than a gr so stupid. Oh, oh, that gives me my point. Hype. Why the fuck is Searing Asha four fucking dollars? Dude, who knows? Yeah. Part of me thought it was because Try 3 sold out so quickly. It was $40 yeah. on release. On release. Well, no, I mean, like, it sold out in a day. Um, it, it, was for, it, it was in stock for a few days, but it was $40 on release and it remained there. Hmm. And is, so, it, is it still there? See. Let's find out, shall we? I want to. I just try to avoid looking at that card altogether because it makes you want to die. To be fair, our buddy did win a um, uh, buy card tournament. Like, what is it? Thirty-five people buy card tournament with uh, Asha. Yeah. Hi, Alvin. Okay, but also searing hard Asha. What was it, you can fucking go regular Asha and like Inez and still be just as fine. Yeah, thirty-seven. Uh, playing uh, Ronnie Madruka. Um, 30... I, I just I, I don't I don't like Maruka because I like to counter Link Joker with Inez because yeah 
I mean, but it depends I mean, how much link choker there is, right? To each that's own. very true. But I just like, I, like in, like a regional or whatever, you're much more likely to run into link joker mm-hmm. or just any control, just generally. So I like to um, ha- but that's just me. But moving from that, thirty-seven um, seventy-five. Yeah, still there, boys. Yeah, that's crazy. And Easy. There's, a, there's only one left on TCG player. Um, um no. There's. A couple dozen. There's one from the seller at the very top. Oh, okay. Scroll I, down a little bit. Oh no, no, no. I, I was on uh, from like a previous search where I where I had a card under a dollar, and you have to get a dollar or more of the same seller. So oh. I, was, I was just still in that seller. Sorry, but yeah, you're right. Oh, um, I see. Th- Thirty-six to forty. Holy shit, or more. Um. Yeah, oh I think my the. God. Uh, all the Tri-3 is expensive. Even the Alt-Miles, like, very expensive right now. Yeah, 30, um, 35. Like, the print run was so short, and the set's so good. Yeah. Okay. Mild side note. I just need this to be said out loud. Um, I think it's very indicative of my life that I just found out that I got an award for having friends. What? Explain. I love, I love my school. Um, you have friends? Apparently. Nice. Congratulations. So oh, basically, friends. Fair. I mean, we play trading cards, so, like, we have paper. Mm. Fair. Th- th- those are real friends. True. But back on, back on market hype, um, um, yeah, this set, I think, is it, I don't know what to say, because... It's a very good set, but, like, some cards didn't need to be hyped. Like, Noel doesn't need to be $20. Yeah. That's just unnecessary. I don't know if the... I know they're getting a second print run. I don't know if that's going to do anything, though. Yep, when? Uh, I think it was later, like, May 20-something? 22nd? Jesus Christ, that's late. Yeah. Like, the... Try three is one of the sets that desperately needs a print run. Yeah. And like, yeah. Like th- that's another thing with the um, the like the way Boucher prints sets is they will have the initial run, and then once a new set comes out, they stop printing the old one for the most part, unless there's mm-hmm. a demand to where they have a second print run. So you know, common cards from you know sets years ago can end up being, like, uh, we were talking about this earlier today, Matt and I, uh, Dark Knight of Nightmare Land, a common from BTO7 is, like, let's see here. Five bucks or something? Yeah, like, someone could, you know, you can find that in your couch, so to speak, or common box. Like, Supersonic Sailor's that way, too. Yeah. Um, a lot Red of Lightning, the old, old crits. Yeah, Red Lightning was, I'm not sure if he still is, because he got reprinted. Yeah, and then... It, the, yeah. They're they're doing the same with uh, Dark Knight for set eleven, thank God. But just it it is kind of annoying. Desperately needs a reprint. Yeah. Like he's needed a reprint for a long time, but it's just like now it's like no excuse not to. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's four bucks. Crazy. That's a lot for a trigger of a clan that not very many people play. Yeah, common trigger. It's different with like a heart thumb clone because that's at least a double R. Mm-hmm. Welcome yeah. to Vanguard hype. Welcome so Vanguard hype. I think that's uh, the kind of the last thing of why cards get expensive is time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because sets do go out of print, and so as time goes on, it gets either people 
like so cards get damaged, there ends up being less of them. People just hold on to them and like don't move them. People lose them. You know, like cards just end up not existing anymore, somehow. And so as time goes on, these old cards get harder and harder to find. Exactly. And so as these cards just get absurdly more expensive. So uh, com- comparatively, when they were on release. Yeah. So to a re- lot of commons and rares from old sets. Yeah. So to recap, things that. Uh, Cause hype include time, uh, pictures. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm echoing. Spoilers. Spoilers. Well, I guess that's pictures, but yeah. Um, like archetype or sub clan, new support. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the announcement of new clan support in general. Yeah, that too. And that's that's really annoying because the way Vanguard is is it's literally around Robin. Like you know, it's coming yep. eventually. As opposed to something that's like why. That. I, Sorry, go ahead. I think it also. Le- I think that also leads to why stuff gets hyped, though, because Angel Feather isn't getting support till September at the absolute, absolute earliest, because that's when Bushiroad will like reproject the next six months of support because it stops in August. But even despite the fact that there's nothing confirmed for like five months, it's still a two hundred fifty dollar deck that has, isn't even meta relevant. I don't know. Right. I think it's up there in terms of tier two. It's like it's fine, but yeah. it's not like it's not like so it's what, dropped a lot. Is what, what meta relevant yeah. means here is, or I'm going to assume, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is tier one. Okay, um, and true. for yes. for meta relevance, let's just say that that means gears, night rose, um, sanctuary guard, and Luard. Mm. But honestly, I don't even think angels are like they're low, low tier two. Honestly, they've definitely fallen down a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. I mean. I, yeah, I, I don't think it's worth talking about where they might be in tier two. Yeah, uh, but also just, just not relevant. But definitely tier two. Yeah, well, well, th- that was due to Refros for sure. The Refros hit. I mean, Refros was literally broken. Oh yeah. I mean, I, and he, he, even if we got Refros now, I don't think Angels would come up that much. I mean, you would just play No Sail again, and you just turbo Refros loop. I'm, I'm not saying they wouldn't like go up, but I just don't think they would still. I still think they would be low. The well, lowest of tier. Okay, so gross. I don't know. It, it seems like a it seems like a fairly easy question to answer, but but like what 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 do you do about it uh, aside from quit? Because I know that's going to be game. Selection. Um, this game ran because of what we described. This game just randomly rewards clan loyalty. Yeah, like yeah. if you stay and stick with a clan like from the beginning, like you're you're gonna get card and you know you just buy cards whenever they're lowest, like. When I bought my laurels, the card was considered garbage, and I was just like, I'm just going to buy this just to have it. And, like, it ended up being, you know, a correct decision. Like, I bought them for a dollar, and I, you know, they're, they're worth, like, what are they, like 25 or something now? Yeah. Oh, d- did you manage to move that at all? The D-Robos? Not yet. Bummer. Okay. Well, if, looking for, if somebody's looking for D-Robos, let me know. Um, what, 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 tweet, no. what, tweet at Wiggums or something? Or Yeah, you could tweet me at Wiggums. You could find, you could message me on the Reddit. Yeah. Uh, uh, you email find... ho- email Jose Correa six 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 at gmail dot com. Oh, what the hell or... was that for? That's just gonna piss him off. No, because Jose uh... did that for that one video. He said, "If you want to talk to me about dungaree, here's my email." So I think we could just give his email out to anything Vanguard related. Okay. So, so that is... this is for you, Jose. Okay, if that's what he wanted. Um... <laughs> it's do- it's public domain now. Fair enough. Oh, okay. Um. um well... I actually missed a topic of why card might some cards might get expensive. Yeah. Now that I think about it, um, mecha- new mechanics. 
No mechanics. Yes. So I think if we look at some uh, new mechanics, like when break rides started occurring, this there's a card that got hyped called Zanbaku. It's fuck. It's actually terrible. But was it actually hyped? It was hyped for like a hot minute, and then everyone was True. like, "Wait, this is still bad," and everyone moved on with their lives. But you know, oh. it's, it's, it's exactly what we're talking about, right? Actually. And, Oh, no, you keep going, but I have something that is going to connect to that fucking perfectly. <laughs> All right. And then in Legion era, we had Cat Butler after they announced the ruling. Oh, here we go. God and uh, we had um, At least that was Myth. justifiable, unlike Zanbaku. Cat Butler was kind of justifiable. Yes, Cat Butler was actually good. Uh, but, um, yeah, Miss Mist in, in, along the same vein. Yeah. Except that OTT never got a Legion that mattered. So, Wait, they got a Legion to begin with? They got, uh, wasn't it an Amatross Legion? Uh, oh no, it was a joke because it was that irrelevant. They did. Well, they, it was. It was also two grade three, so you couldn't even miss missed. Yeah. Well, they they had that's a. Ba- it, uh, There's a Battle Sister Legion too. That's like a regular. Oh, oh, oh. It was that bad. Okay. It, yeah. Exactly. Anyway, yeah, it's great. Um, and then I don't know if anything got hyped when Strides came out because I wasn't really paying attention. Me neither. Uh, I don't. Because it's because Stride was completely different. Because unlike Break Ride, there was no real zone. Nothing really mattered regarding an extra deck. So like there was nothing really too hype. Right. A- actually, Zenbaku briefly got uh, rehyped when they were doing Tech Booster Two spoilers, and they were like, "Dueling Dragons are going to be in a sub clan now." And then, but that's be- but that's because of l- legitimate dueling dragon support, not because of Stride as a mechanic. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, but uh, cards do get hyped because of, uh, I guess we can say, rules changes. Yeah, in some mm-hmm. way. the landscape changes. And, and you know, the, the, the people do the same shit in other card games when rules change. People hype random ass cards. It just occurs. Yeah, it's awful. So, yeah, that that's one that's probably more subtle that does come up. Yeah. Actually, to connect to that, though, so... We got a new mechanic released yesterday for Nubatama. Oh, here we go. Yeah. I didn't even read and, it. it. And connecting to that, Nubatama was hyped even further than what it already was. So Shira Nui, the grade three, was like a $30, car, $30 $40 card or something, right? Now uh-huh. Shira Nui is $45. The original Nubatama Strata Tago Lord is $50. Wow. And uh, the Shirinui crit is 12, and the PG is also 12. And none of these cards actually relate to the mechanic. They're just Nubatama. Huh. I mean, I think, well, because the, the new mechanic, you know, has to do with, like, taking over stuff. So people are like, oh my god, brain control, or snatch steal, or whatever Yu-Gi-Oh uh, specific term. Because Vanguard has a lot of Yugi, like former Yu-Gi-Oh players in it. Dominate's stupid. Dominate makes you like want to kill myself. Why not just use controller and owner? Yeah, I don't know either. Why make a new word for it? Don't know. I will never understand. So they can support it. Like if you have a car with a dominate ability or whatever. I don't know. I'm just. But how does that? How does that change? Like. Instead of like the like just differentiating controller and owner rather than talking about a master or original master, because weeaboos. Oh right. I mean, fucking weeps. We should be quarantined. I mean, it's not fully translated right. yet, so I'm just I'm gonna wait before I blow my stack. Um, I mean, there's all, but the thing is, a lot of it is there's obviously a lot of missing stuff, 
but at the same time, there's, um, like, we can still get... It just fuck. It's so convoluted, and it's so dumb, and, like, it basically makes every fucking game a mirror match. And also, it doesn't matter how easy it is to dominate a Vanguard, stealing somebody's Vanguard is stupid. It's a stupid mechanic. Yeah. Also, what pisses me off, though, about it the absolute most is the fact that because control technically swaps to your opponent, your opponent gets your cards. I don't want some sweaty fucking weeaboo touching my sleeves with their oily Cheeto dust fingers. All right. Hey, man, they're Funyuns, okay? Would you go to a tournament with, like, eating, eating, like, flaming Hot Cheetos, the (laughs) extra hot ones, and just playing a Nubatama TD, like, not even a real deck, just to, like, touch people's stuff with Cheeto hands? Oh, my it's God. It's not just to touch people's... Just to touch people's stuff with Cheeto hands, but you're severely underestimating how TCG players value hygiene. Yeah. Fair. Like, they're gonna do... They're gonna eat their Cheetos with their oily hands while playing a fully blinged-out deck because they don't know how to fucking shower. I... <laughs> um, oh, my God. Part of me, part of me wants to do that just to troll, like literally just buy the TD, get get a big bag, of, get a big bag of like cheese, like Cheetos, or whatever. And don't flame and hot. He's be flaming hot, dude. I can't, like, I can't do flaming hot. I'm a pussy. Sorry. What a little bitch. Yeah. He's a, well. Remember, he's white. Yeah. I'm white too. But he's from Santa Monica, white. Oh yeah, that's fair. That's fair. He's got a point. Uh, anyway. Also, don't do that. If you're going to troll, play like a fu- just a normal deck that messes with people. Don't like fuck up people's sleeves. That's just annoying. Okay, fair enough. That's uh, that's just extra rude. I like how that's where you draw the line. <laughs> like, because that's just like dealing with their like fucking right. with their sleeves, yeah. so they have to buy more. And also, you can actually people have been cheating by doing that because it's marking their opponent's sleeves and they just say to a judge, oh yeah, this guy's using Mark's st- sleeves by using oil stains. That's that's some Yu-Gi-Oh! level shit. Yeah. Not saying it, I'm not saying it's not, but people do that. So you just... This is a completely different topic, so this is great. This <laughs> is right. fine. I mean, it's not like... It, like I knew this was going to go off the rails from the beginning, which is fine. Just like the rest of my life. Oh yeah. Fair. But you got an award for having friends, so... I still... Yeah. Yeah. Throw it back. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, cards do get expensive. And in Magic, uh, normally it's older formats where cards are out of, are out of print that this happens in. Uh, so cards being out of print are really, it is it a very important aspect for, uh, for cards to get expensive. Yeah. I mean, also it's because, like, when you you as a hobby you can't like with trading cards you're putting in a lot of money getting like some expensive decks but at the same time um so people kind of want to make their investment back cuz like unlike something like fucking model shipbuilding there is a way you you put in you put in a lot more than the average hobby cuz you keep updating your deck yeah and like there is a you can't really make money off of model ships and stuff or like fucking mahjong. So Wait, you can though, but you have to be like really fucking good. You can, you don't have to. Sure. You can be in, in you trading can actually cards, gamble. Yes. In trading cards, you can be a fucking scrub and make money just by uh, playing in the market. Yeah, I mean, I, I I know that I for a fact that I do that where I will 
you know, buy a deck low and then knowing it's going to get support later, just sit on it. And then when it gets hyped again, sell it up. Like, it happens. Oh, but, Sam, I did that with Narukami. Yeah. I bought it for yeah. 150 and I sold it for $150 and a Blau deck with uh, four SPs. Oh, I, I, I bought Thief. I bought Vanquisher for 180 sold it for 250 So way less profit, but still profit. Yeah. I, oh, I did the, um, I'm currently attempting to do that with Angels. But it's still the same price. I just got the deck for one fifty. Anyone want angel feathers? Hit me up. Um, I have a lot of. I I I have an award for how good my friends are, so you can trust me. Um, fair. Where can they find you? Um. Honestly, somebody's probably gonna make a comment hating me for coming back to the podcast. You'll find me in the comments. Oh, and which username is that? Uh, Vanguard is terrible. There you go. Okay. That's not that's not a name. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I mean, okay. Yeah. Look, I under, I understand that we're funny and everything, but we're kind of, like I I like to think there's some semblance of us wanting to be here. I think I hope I do want to be here. It's called yeah. It's to make fun of this game. People okay. need to know. Oh my god. <laughs> also, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been saying this for two years. The only reason why I'm really still playing this game is because all my all my friends do. It's like same. if if. If yeah. everybody fucking migrated to Buddy Fight or Yu-Gi-Oh, I would have sold everything completely. Same here. Um, oh my god. I don't know. Like, sometimes the hype is enough to make you go, why am I still here, dude? Like, Very true. Yeah, y- you have those, like, soul-crushing, lose, lose faith in the community moments. Oh, I already lost faith in it. I lost faith in it. You had faith in Peter to begin with? Okay. I was 15. Oh, fair. Yeah. Mistakes. I was a I was a young lad, and I just left the sketchiness of the Yu-Gi-Oh community. So happy-go-lucky weeaboos, for the most part, was better than literal fucking rapists. I mean, I, I knew you when you were 15. You were anything but happy-go-lucky, just saying. <laughs> hey, in ninth grade, I was happy. I didn't, like, want to kill myself until 10th grade. Fair. Whatever. I was happy in ninth grade. Whatever you say, dude. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I really don't... Th- this is just one of those topics where we can either get into the inner workings of economics and then I can just go back to the class I was in three hours ago. Or we can, like, kind of... That sounds it. not fun. I know, right? I have two midterms so, tomorrow. What, one, one, one thing that people... Uh... So, there's a, so I want to talk about a couple, like, arguments that people have, like, for this... Is that people say when there pe- more people want a card, cards go up, right? Yeah. And the assumption is that if you reprint it, cards will go down. Yeah. Because that happens probably 99% of the time. Yeah. But there are cases, especially with uh, with card games or something, or something, where that is that is not the case. Where they reprint a card and the price of the card does not go down and even can go up. Yeah, yeah. that's awful. Why is so, that, you think? Uh, I, uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell I'll, t- I'll tell an anecdote. Okay. The patented, uh, Matt Barber an- anecdotes. Yeah. Trademark. <laughs> <laughs> so, in 2015, uh, or 2013, yes, 2013, I think they released mean, the first modern master set for Magic. I think you mean the God's Year 2011 plus two? Sure. Uh, they released, uh, the, the set Modern Masters. Okay. And this was a highly anticipated set because it was supposed to be just full of modern reprints. And modern is a, is a pretty popular format and the most susceptible to hype for Magic. Yeah. 
it thing when things get hyped in modern, they get hyped quick. Okay. Um, and they were reprinting a card called Tarmogoyf, which at the time was like over a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. or it was about maybe about a hundred. It was a lot. That was the point. And, or I think it was actually just over a hundred, just straight up. And they reprinted they reprinted the set in Modern Masters. And there's a huge event in Las Vegas. Uh, GP Las Vegas 2013 Modern Masters sealed deck was the format so there were like four th- or like 3,000 people at this event all cracking at least six packs of Modern Masters that's a lot of packs if you're doing the math and then more drafting on day two would they open more packs and yeah there was a lot of packs open and thus a lot of Tarmogoyfs okay but because everyone assumed that the price of Tarmogoyf would drop, a lot of people, more people were just buying Tarmogoyfs. And worse, stores were buying out Tarmogoyfs and sitting on them to make fake scarcity, kind of like what, kind of like what uh, corporations do with diamonds. Yeah. And so the price of Tarmogoyf, although there being a lot more in the, in the, like out, you know, out in the wild, uh, went up. So okay. sometimes... Stores are just actively going out to screw the community. That's annoying. Um, Buying up copies, especially, it was very easy for Vegas, too, because it was just a large event. They just went to every single vendor and bought them out. Yeah. There's a similar thing with uh, Air Element Seabreeze, where people, like, vendors will buy them out as soon as they're available and then just sit on them. Because Mm -hmm. it it is, you know, mostly useful in about every deck ever. So they're keeping, yep. you know, the price of a Fighters Collection double R, which we mentioned earlier, Fighters Collection is not hard to pull stuff in, too high. Actually, yeah. um, a point that I kind of want to make, which more than, more than anything, it's a question, and, like, it's just something that I've noticed as I play um, all of Bushiroad's games because I hate myself. Um, but what I just think is really interesting is Vanguard is, like, really bad in terms of like reprints like we had the revival collection which it had some good stuff but it also had a lot of unnecessary stuff yeah and that's the and that's the only thing of its kind like main set reprints are as we said for like triggers with skills that have just been like a couple of bucks and, and like nothing of like so there have been few reprints of real notes like it's becoming more and more of a thing since set nine with like the Voltage or Glory Maelstrom, but even then, some of those cards didn't need reprints at all. Commander like, Thomas, that did need one, but Galaxy Blaukluger didn't. Yeah, Blaudunkelheit didn't. That was a five dollar PG before hype. Yeah, so after hype, so that one was just very unnecessary. Yeah, but um, my point is, Orgeiser. Orgeiser was a good, one. but that was all Japan only. But we did get Orgeiser in. Um, revival so we also we also got it in gbt10 so we got it twice which is cool we did oh that's that's busted yeah but also like there's a lot of like stuff that a lot of decks need but just aren't getting Mm -hmm. like yes back on back on revival um collection the narukami reprint was fucking gauntlet buster which was already reprinted did what wasn't even worth that much money didn't need to be reprinted because there was no more gauntlet buster support but then there's fucking $25 Conquest, who is needed in all Narukami decks, be it Eradicators or Brawlers or Dungaree or, Vanqu- or Vanquisher, that other one. To be honest, Dungaree doesn't even need it, to be honest. Like, the extra's too good. Yeah. True, true. But, um, you know, <laughs> it, it could help. Yeah. Point is, 
Conquest is $25. The PG is like $20 last time I checked. There's all these things that do need reprints that are just kind of getting ignored. But at the same time, with Buddy Fight, while it is obviously a much less played game, they are actually handling reprints almost beautifully. Like, there are um, cards that, I, like, they're called Omnilords, and basically how in Buddy Fight works, it's like Vanguard, you can only run, like, one of each faction, but Omnilord, you can run one copy of them in any deck regard. Um, but if it's of the original faction, you can run max copies, but any deck you can have one of. And I think the cheapest one, from what I remember, is like 10 to $15. And every single one of them got a reprint in trial decks. That's so good. for $20, you could legitimately make what would have been the equivalent of probably 80 to 100 so Bushi Road at least knows how to reprint stuff, but with Vanguard they just aren't doing it, and I don't. I'm just legitimately curious as to why. I mean, they're slowly getting there. Like, like uh, with the IG Legend deck, they put Blaster Blade back in there because Blaster Blade has gotten you know uh, expensive due to the Blaster Engine. But um, my point is that Bushi Road is slowly getting there in Vanguard when they're already there they're... in another game they control. So why do they need to get there slowly? Uh, maybe it's uh, different people running it. I game. think also is that the how prices how cards retain prices in the West is different than how they retain prices in the East. True that. In the East, a lot of Vanguard cards are very cheap, even older ones. And it's only in the West where cards are getting like really, 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 really expensive. Oh yeah, um, Jose because he wants to at least have a Vanquisher deck at some point. Probably it's what three hundred dollars here. It was one forty in Japan. Yeah, like cards are much cheaper there, and things don't just get like really expensive for no reason in general. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I mean, like SPs do obviously, but like. But that's fine because that... you have the other rarity, and you can just like. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and so. I think that's why they did the revival collection in English only because we were having a problem that wasn't happening in Japan. Yeah. Well, also there. So I think it's. I think with um and and I'm not and I don't have any evidence of this, but my inclination is that in Japan they were having problems with not having enough uh, copies of those cards going around in Japan, meaning that the reprints were more necessary in Japan. So Bushiro uh, gave the okay to do reprints everywhere. Yeah. Because that's how they do buddy fight. Where for uh, Vanguard, the Japanese branch wasn't seeing a problem, and so the English branch was like, no, 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 there is a problem. And they had to wait for the Japanese branch to give the okay. That's, okay. My, that, that's my assumption. I'm not actually sure. Hmm. But that, that would be my guess. I thought what happened was uh, there were a bunch of Japanese-only promos like the uh, Ancient Dragon, Soul Blast 2, and Flip 2. Uh, mm -hmm. that were just stuck in there, and they're like, well, we don't really want to kind of trickle these in, and fuck it, let's just shoehorn that in and put other reprints. Well, I mean, they could have... But they could have just thrown them in sets, like, yeah. like they did before. I mean, so, yeah. so, some of the... Um, well, like, a lot of the reprints in that set were good. Lambros, Gilderai, uh, Argeyser, mm -hmm. like I said before. You know, all of those were definitely worth their salt, and, uh, you know, I, I built my friend's uh, Blue Waves for her birthday, and, like, finding the Lambros was so fucking easy, as opposed to when I was making um, Thavas and had to go find them, you know, pre-reprint. Pre pre-print. Right. <laughs> Please. Shut up. <laughs>
I mean, but again, we're not saying these some of these reprints were bad. We're, I mean, we're not saying like it, it was it it was all bad. There was definitely good stuff like um, Swordbreaker, um, Night Mist. I think was pretty hyped. Gilderai, Chaos Breaker. There's a lot of good stuff here, but they're putting it in its own set it, with like what we didn't need was fucking Dandelion Musketeer Murka. Yeah, that wasn't a reprint we needed. I mean, it was um, better. Art, we, I think. Yeah, I'm the art say, is better. Not saying that. I'm not saying the this is the art that I was waiting for. I almost didn't want to run the original art when we first got it. But the point is, this isn't a card we needed to be reprinted. And there are a lot of things that we could have. Like, why did this set need to be like rare double R triple R? Like, why couldn't it just been like all stuff that was just kind of generally needed for the most part and just kind of thrown in there because we like. There's just so much stuff in this game that is needed as a reprint, and we're just not getting them at a like a legitimately decent rate. Like Shiranui at forty five dollars, and it's been that way for a, a few months, is just ridiculous. Actually, I think What's most funny? I think most of that tech booster needs to be reprinted. You know, Nova, that's very true. How about Nova just the entire? Booster? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, just like re-release the tech booster. That'd be What's a good funny idea. is the way the the, since they're at, giving like a TD to uh, Nubatama and like a, a support in the set eleven, it that Shiranui might not even be relevant. That's true. So this card's expensive, and to a point where it might not even be the car, a card you play in the deck. That's strange. That's very true, but I think like most people are assuming they will play it because again, eight Shiranui, and also um. The, that Shiranui, the original Shiranui has a really fucking stupid stride skill because discarding in this game is absurd. No, it's not. Well, less so, but it's it's pretty dumb because fucking up guarding calls, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I don't pay attention to this game anymore. I mean, it's good for a couple turns and then it becomes not that good when people have more options. Mm. But because uh, it's not about how many cards they have, it's about what cards they have. This is just Vanguard now, like having PGs versus and having G guards versus not. Yeah. Like you can have ten cards in hand if you don't have a fucking PG or G or G guard, you're just still dead. Yeah. Like having a handful of five Ks definitely hurts. Yeah. Um. Like the numbers are too big. Like most cards just don't guard effectively. That's true, but at the same time, if your opponent has a hand to six, they could have a PG, but they're going to be able to stop seven attacks in a turn. Yeah, I mean, that's why. But Nubatama, as it stands now, is not a clan for seven attacks. No, I meant, like... Okay, yeah, fair enough. As it stands I, yeah. now. Dun, dun, dun. Please. Okay. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, I, I assume the point of Dominate is so that you make your opponent attack themselves or something. Yeah. But... Actually, what I, what I don't understand is if, it, if they take control of your Vanguard, right... And Vanguard oh. makes a whole point of like, you know, ast you're an astral body. You t you know you be your Vanguard becomes you. How do you attack? Oh, it yourself? makes no sense story wise. Okay. It makes literally no sense. All right, or even like if you're trying to attach it to the plot, just don't. No, but like even from a gameplay perspective, does it attack itself? Like you, you're guarding your own Vanguard. I don't know. I, I still Atlas, think it's yeah. I still Atlas, have you ever played Pokemon? Oh, hurt itself from confusion. Yes. There you go. Okay. That, that, I don't understand how Pokemon's, Pokemon always hurt themselves in confusion. I just don't get it. I don't get it. Like, knows, what are they doing? Yeah. Or, like, 
if it's something like like you know use flamethrower and then it hurts itself in your future like how do you, how do you fuck up blowing fire like you just <laughs> i don't know i mean you blow it on yourself i assume is the uh is the result there? Perhaps. But when it's something like splash and you like hurt yourself, confusion, you're just like, what? What? How did you mess this up? <laughs> um. Ugh. Do we have anything else to say about this? Because like, I mean, we haven't. I been mean, saying I think we gave like, the, like ten minutes for that. I mean, that's true. But we, I think we've said most of what drives up prices of cards. Yeah. And this isn't unique to Vanguard. Like other card games have this issue. Mm-hmm. I mean. What's funny about, um, I guess, Yu-Gi-Oh! is uh, Konami will do this thing where there'll be like, a card that's like really good in Japan. So I think some good examples are uh, Zodiac, uh, Zodiac Barrage and... Uh, Zodiac Everything, uh, and Diagram, true, and uh, Draco Everything. And the, the new Diagram that's in the next set. It was common in Japan. And then they bring it here and they make them secrets. Yeah. Because, fuck you guys. I remember during Teledad yeah. format, they did that with Dark Arm Dragon where it was a rare in Phantom Darkness and then in... In the U.S., it was a secret rare. Because fuck you, that's why. Yeah. Yeah, Konami's terrible. Yu-Gi-Oh! players hate Konami, so, like, that's fun. Well, every time I talk to Yu-Gi-Oh! players, they're like, this game sucks, but they still play Yu-Gi-Oh! I mean, we're... we're... I mean, I well, hate this game, and I'm still playing Vanguard. Well, I'm, I, I can't... It's so hard to convert Yu-Gi-Oh! players to Magic. I think there's a stigma where Yu-Gi-Oh! players just don't want to play Magic at any cost. I think it's like I hate Yu-Gi-Oh so much. I just don't get it. I think it's a pacing thing because, like, I I acknowledge Magic as objectively the best like game in print, but like I just don't like how pacing works. I don't like the like the land function as a thing. Like Force of Will sucks because it just benefits only aggressive decks because aggressive decks are going to draw gas literally every turn. And also, why would I play uh, Force of Will when Magic's already pretty firm in the trading in the gaming community zeitgeist? Uh, oh, because um, a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh players went to Force of Will because it was magic without actually playing magic. Oh, right, because you didn't have the land thing, so it made people have a little bit of incentive to playing that game. I yeah, but Mana Screw is good for magic. That's my uh, uh, controversial statement of the day. You know, Ignoring the political stuff earlier, right? Yeah, we, we could probably just have like a little segment where you're just by yourself and you're like, welcome to Matt's unpopular opinion or something like that. I have a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, the, I, I just got the idea from uh, 302010. Check out 302010. But it, it's uh, the, the, one of the people on it, she has a thing where she goes, like, we're going to look even further back in time 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, and like see if there's anything worth watching. I, I don't know. It's a neat segment. Mm. <clears throat> Nexus at Night, where I regularly steal ideas from other podcasts. Yay. Um, you mean borrow? Borrow, yes. Because she's going to give the idea back. But you're even giving them credit, so it's not even stealing. I mean, you're giving them advertisement. Yeah, it's like cite. It's it's. It, he's putting it in the bibliography. Your work cited page. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good. Uh, what is it? Good writers adopt. Great writers steal. I forgot what the like actual quote is. Sure. Yeah. I'm neither of those things. So. I'm just looking at the ma- the upcoming Yu-Gi-Oh set because I just want to see like how rarities got bumped. There's a card that's a common that's a fucking secret in Japan because people in Japan are just playing games for the aesthetic, and I think it's hilarious. Like, there's all these things that were just commons and rares for no reason, 
And also what Japan at least does is they have things in multiple rarity. Like, all the cards here are secrets. In Japan, they're ultras and supers and secrets. That's mm-hmm. cool. So, um, yeah, TCG is terrible. True. What a shame. Just not even a Yu-Gi-Oh thing. Just okay. all trading. OCG is good. Trading card. TCG is awful. I'm actually kind of curious. Yeah. Is there like a stigma to playing trading card games in Japan as opposed to here where you kind of get shit for it? Wait, what? Okay. No, I mean, I don't know if there's a stigma or anything, but I know that trading card games are very, very popular. Like, there's so many trading card games in Japan that come out constantly. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know, like, what people think about it in general, but I think it is, like, there are, like, everything's really close together. So if somebody holds a tournament, it's pretty easier for people to travel to it. True. But in the United True. States, everything's really spread out. Yeah. So, like, yeah. if there's a tournament in, like, Indiana or some shit, like Gen Con or something, you know, like, let's say Gen Con. Yeah. It's, re- it's not easy for everyone just to make it out there for that tournament, even if, even if they like playing this game. So people are just really spread out. It's a problem. Yeah, I mean, well, there's that, but then... You know, with the popularity of trading card games here is something along the lines of you have your, you know, communities of your, you know, your Magic, your Yu-Gi-Oh, your Vanguard, your Force of Will, whatever. And then Pokemon. It, Pokemon. And then when people see you playing that, you know, aren't a part of that community, you get a lot of like, what's this? And then if it's, you know, Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh, oh, I think I had those as a kid. And then if it's Vanguard, Force of or anything remotely new, they're like, I've never heard of that before. And just, it's not quite as, I guess, socially accepted as it is over there. I mean, I don't know how socially accepted it is, is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm but wondering, too. Well, just a hobby people have. Yeah. Hobby's a hobby, I guess. Also, I don't think people legitimately asking is really that indicative of how socially unaccepted it is, because people legitimately curious about saying, oh, you're playing with paper, you're a loser. I've never gotten that once, but I've had a dozen people asking what I'm playing, and I think that's more of a good thing. More than anything. Maybe. I but mean, of course, the sti- I'm not saying the stigma doesn't exist, because, but also, that's just general nerd things. It's not tied to TCG. I've been playing board games in, like, cafes and stuff, and people come up to me like, oh, I've played, like, insert crappy game. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, this, this game's quite a bit different than that one. You know, just dodging around the fact that that game sucks. Yeah. I'm talking about Settlers of Catan. That game fucking sucks. <laughs> it's, like, okay. not even a game. Look, my sister likes it. I had fun playing it with her. Can we just drop it? It's not even a game. Okay. No, I just no. want to say it right here, right now. It's not a game. Settlers of Catan isn't real. The only real game is A Sentence of Aetheros. Please. I never played that one. Um, it's what? Great. Alvin owns it. Really? Yes. Oh. It's great. has very lewd art. L-O-L-0-0-D. I got Stop. It. Yes, yes, we know. We know what that said. You do not. I'm done. Okay. Um, are you are, are you believing in the intelligence of the trading card game community? I hate you. <laughs> you know I'm right. I hate you. I hate myself too. I promise. Nexus at night. We're like drive. We're like drive check. If you went through puberty, go go listen to drive check. It's a good podcast. Anyway, uh, anything. I'll podcast it. Anything else, or? No, I think uh, I think we're good. Okay, well, until next time, I was Atlas, and I'm Matt. I'm sleepy, and we'll Hello. see you next time.
take the time to thank anybody who found this podcast. Uh, I also recommend sharing it with your friends, family, anybody who likes Vanguard. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud or on your podcast app, that little purple thing that goes in the folder of the stuff you can't delete, like stocks. Who uses stocks? Anyway, you can also tweet me, Atlas Novak, so at A-T-L-A-S-N-O-V-A-C-K. You can also tweet at Nexus at Night, N-E-X-U-S-A-T-N-I-G-H-T. Or you can tweet the Nexus Core YouTube channel, so at N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Be sure to check out that YouTube channel. Uh, we have, you know, card fights and deck profiles and all that good stuff.